early signing day recap here on Cougar Sports Saturday. No one better than Mitch Harper. We already talked about the defensive end, Keeney Fonohema, so I think we can move aside. But who are a few other defensive players? And you also mentioned Therian Alexander. Who are some other guys besides those two that maybe you were surprised that BOU was able to secure? Danny Saili, six foot three, three fifty five, and I think three fifty five is putting it kindly. <laughs> I mean, I saw him at the BYU basketball game last Saturday. To me, he was looking like a three eighty, maybe three ninety. I mean, he is huge, and he was in black clothing. Which, as a big man myself, I know the benefits of black clothing. It can make you have a slender look. He still looked huge. <laughs> and Danny Saili coming in from Hutchinson Community College, previously committed to Oklahoma, then Texas Tech. You know, BYU got into the mix, and, you know, his family, they were thrilled. And I I think it's one of those deals of, I think the parents had a lot of sway on this one where, you know, they just, they wanted their son to be in this environment, the LDS kid, and the benefits that it can provide. And, you know, he, he took some heat for his tweet about saying no cars, no that. I think some fan bases were taking that personal. I think he was really, truly speaking in generalities. Folks, I'll tell you. Most of these recruits are not following the day-to-day news of other college football programs. I'm just telling you, following this thing a lot, I'm telling you, they're not following the news cycle as much as you think. Uh, But Danny Saley, I think he's a starter day one. I do. I think you put him next to John Nielsen in the interior of the line, I like that. And I like on the edges, Tyler Batty, Zay Banya. But I will say, with those two guys, Batty's going to be a face-of-the-program type player next year coming back as an all-Big 12 guy. But, you know, even him and Zay Banya, you better perform because now there's capable guys behind you where, okay, you're not performing? Well, competition better truly be happening. And the, someone like a Sonny Tuala, six foot five, two sixty DN at Citrus College, he's ready to play. He's young, though, raw, but I think he's got three years to play, and he's got a red shirt in there, too. He's going to be pretty special. If he stays at BYU, like, long-term and sees this thing out, he could probably be a really good one for BYU off the edge. Can I also say, too, and I don't think there was ever really a serious doubt that he would decommit and go elsewhere, but holding on to Reiner Swanson, he's a BYU kid. He was probably going to come here anyways. But you look at what the tight end room did last year. It wasn't great. And then you move on from the coach. They don't even have a tight end coach as of this show, but you're able to still maintain him. He's the only four-star in the class. I think being able to hold on to him, too, was critical for this group because you pair him with Jackson Bowers – in the short term and, and maybe even the long term, we'll have to see, you know, timing with missions and everything. But I thought that was a little underrated just maintaining of the guy because that could have went south. But holding on to him, I think, is a big deal because I'm of the belief, all those guys you mentioned, bring them in, love having them. I still want as many Reiner Swansons as sure. you can get. BYU guys, they they grow up a BYU fan Hold on to those guys. I like that they did that with Swanson. Six foot four, two thirty five, Laguna Beach High School in California. BYU Amazing guy hair. Through through. Yes. Give anything for that hair. You'll hear from him coming up a little bit later this show, and I'll tell you, he'll become a fan favorite instantly from his commentary because he, like you, Cougar fans, is puzzled why prominent LDS recruits don't come play for BYU more. Uh, you know, he's he's a BYU guy through and through, but he he does admit like t- it's it was kind of hard to turn down Texas. It was hard to turn down. Nick Saban, but uh, that that love of BYU, there's still a pull, and I think that pull is getting you know amplified a little bit more being in the Big 12 Conference because I think that has a, a lot of appeal for guys knowing that you can have a real path now to playing for a national championship. Again, I think it's it's hard to comprehend 
and I and I know coming on the heels of a five and seven season, you, you don't want to entertain that thought. And I get it, Cougar fans. But like this program, any year you can draw up a scenario, where, a path where they're playing for a national title or like in the mix to go chase it. Like why not? Like a team like Oklahoma State was in the Big Twelve championship game this last this past year. No one's looking at Oklahoma State and saying, "Man, that was just a juggernaut." I mean, they, they, why can't BYU have the amazing turnaround? Why? Why can't they? And if you do it next year, you might be in the playoff. Like yep. again, it's so hard to picture that now with so many moves and moving pieces. But that should be the goal, and that, that should be the conversation around the program. And like, dream big because now everything's in front of you. And great BYU teams of the past, they dreamed big, and maybe you couldn't achieve it because the powers that be in the sport wouldn't allow it. Now everything's in front of you, and I just think that em- embrace it, and I think sell that, and and have these players dreaming big because you get that belief, man, behind the the uniqueness of BYU. I think it can be a powerful thing. All right, let's take the break here. On the other side, you'll hear from Kalani Satake, the head football coach down at BYU. He'll join us next here on Cougar Sports Saturday.